Welcome to the Do You Believe podcast tonight. We'll be discussing COINTEL Pro, that's short for counterintelligence program that was started in 1956 and was ultimately discovered in 1971 and subsequently canceled. But yeah, in for some fun stuff. Um, before we start, we have a Twitter page at DYB underscore podcast, Facebook page, Do You Believe Podcast. And if you have any comments, concerns, questions, rants, uh, you can email us at request at doyoubelievepodcast.com. I think with that, I'm going to cue some theme music. So this will probably be a quicker one tonight. Uh, just, uh, there's a handful of... A while back we had done a podcast with Carrie's brother Michael where we were quizzing him on, okay, here is a government program. Is it real or is it fake? In this case, this one is was proven to be true. Uh, some people had snuck in and stole some documents and exposed them to the press in 1971 finally shedding some light on this this program the conspiracy side of this is going to be you know did this still does this still exist today under a different name but um but yeah let's get started on this one so uh, it's it's a long acronym and it's c-o-i-n-t-e-l-p-r-o co-intel pro i don't want to say that the whole episode i'll just call it the counterintelligence program and i'm sure people have heard of that term I don't know if you know what it means, but it's just, well, here, here's what the FBI says it was for. Uh, the motivation was to protect national security, preventing violence, and maintaining the existing social and political order. I don't know if initially this had good intentions in mind or not, but I mean, it sounds like, at least the way they came out and said it, that they were trying to just have this intelligence to be able to protect people but as we know with many of these government programs things kind of go off the rails and they start doing what they want so let's get into that so the first thing is you know there, there are certain situations where you think this would be okay like um one of their main targets was the ku ku klux klan and obviously you know that's a good idea to keep intelligence on them see what they're up to, and stop them and break them up if at all possible. When we just start to look at the rest of the list, I mean, they targeted um, Martin Luther King Jr., for crying out loud. Now, the other ones are very questionable, right? There's, like, the Communist Party of USA, anyone that opposed Vietnam War, um, any black power movements. Um, there's a, a group called the Nation of Islam. Ali was part of that. Naturally, they were watching him too, and even some like feminist organizations um, and all that stuff. So, was that warranted? I, I don't know. That's a good question. So, it was FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover was the one that first came up with this idea, and 
the orders he gave to his agents is to expose, disrupt, misdirect, discredit, or otherwise neutralize the activities of these movements, especially their leaders. So, um, a quick anecdote on this, I guess. Um, and I've talked to some people about this where, you know, you mentioned how King did a bunch of great things. But then there's always that stigma now where people are like, oh, yeah, but, you know, he cheated on his wife and he was doing this bad things and all these bad things over here. That was a product of this program intentionally set out to discredit him because they viewed him as dangerous. I don't think it was, from what I've learned, it's more about his opposition to the Vietnam War was kind of the reason they really wanted to watch him. I don't think it was more about, like, his civil rights movement action and stuff but but yeah so let's i want to go over like they actually have where i'm reading this um like what what they're trying to do like what is what they have so like these are the intended effects of the counterintelligence program like i said it was to expose disrupt misdirect and neutralize groups that the FBI believed to be subversive or bad or whatever. Um, but their first goal, one, is to create a negative public image for target groups by surveilling activists and then releasing negative personal information to the public. Um, well, I'll, I'll save my speculation for nowadays, but we'll keep going on with the thing. So that's an obvious one. Uh, number two is to break down internal organization by creating conflicts by having agents exacerbate racial tension and send anonymous letters and try and create conflict. So they wanted to try and break it down from the inside as well. They also wanted to create dissension between groups by spreading rumors that the other groups were stealing money. That would make most people mad and an easy way to break a group apart. So I'm sure there's many groups that we didn't see come to full full size because of because of these things, breaking them up before they even got started. They also wanted to restrict access to public resources by pressuring nonprofit organizations to cut off funding or material support to these groups. Uh, they wanted to restrict the ability to organize protests through agents promoting violence against police during the protest and um, restrict the, uh, the ability of individuals to participate in group activities by character assassinations, just making stuff up about them, false arrest, and surveillance. Those are their main goals. Um, and I think they were very successful, honestly, when we look at the, the groups that they were targeting are no longer around. So, so I want to uh, look at some of the groups. So I said the communist and socialist organizations they targeted. I understand at the time that was like the biggest fear and that's why we were in Vietnam in the first place. So how can we be fighting a war against communism in Vietnam and then supporting it at home? It's not a good look. So I could see why they wanted to neutralize those organizations. Again, was it warranted? I don't know. We'll address that question at the end and you guys can email me your thoughts on that. Then there was... Civil rights movement was supposed to be targeted as well. Um, again, I'm not sure if it was because of the civil rights themselves. Um, that'd be that'd be kind of scary if the government was against that. Um, and they were against black nationalist groups. Now, 
I would under some of these groups could could have or did get violent from time to time. So that's somewhat understandable, as long as that was the sole purpose. But I could easily see a government completely opposed to any sort of civil rights movement um, going after them under that guise. Like, hey, no, they're violent. That's why we're getting them. It's not the other thing. Uh, the Young Lords, I don't know who that is. American Indian Movement, the white supremacist groups, like the Ku Klux Klan, um, Nation States Right Party... There's also like a Students for Democra- Democratic Society called the New Left or something. I had never heard of that before either. Um, all groups protesting the Vietnam War across the board. Um, it's just, it's concerning when if a group, if a majority, okay, well, I don't think it was a majority, but there's a large group of people do not agree with the war, that you go in and try and break up that group and discredit that group. I don't think that's good for democracy. Just saying. The National Lawyers Guild, um, organizations pursuing women's rights, uh, and other nationalist groups for Puerto Rico, Ireland, Cuba, etc., etc. So, yeah. And they were typically going after all these groups at the same time. Uh, some, let's see, let's see if there's any specific instances that are. So, Roosevelt. Um, was going after anyone that opposed his national defense policy. He would go in and try to discredit them. And that's concerning. Um, Truman looked like he was against <laughs> uh, labor unions getting together. Um, I-, I could see that. Um, Eisenhower just went after his political opponents just to, to uh, get intelligence on them and discredit them. Um, Kennedy was in on it too and he was the one that he didn't order the wiretapping of MLK but he got the information from that and um, President Johnson just wanted to keep an eye on any of his critics (laughs) seems pretty useless and um, I don't know this is very this is very concerning that I know it was a different time back then, but I don't know. There's a lot about our our U.S. history that we're just we're not told about. We only see the good stuff uh, when we're going when we're learning in school. We never talk about the bad stuff. But I think it's important to look at the bad stuff that we've done because uh, we're going to do the same stuff again, and we may still be doing the same stuff to this day because we didn't learn. I mean, if I were to tell you that the government was specifically targeting groups that are current today, or political opponents today, you'd just be called a conspiracy theorist. Yet, this stuff happened all the time in the 60s. It was nothing new. But at the time, you know, they thought it was crazy. So you got to keep that in mind. Every, nobody would have thought twice about all these things going on. Until 1971, they actually stole documents and were able to leak it and say, hey, look, this is what's actually going on. So, keep that in mind with a lot of, like, things about our government. You might think it sounds insane and crazy. Because this kind of stuff that we just talked about sounds way out of line to me. And would never think it would actually happen. But it did. So what's to say the stuff that's going on now 
some of the theories out there now aren't true, right? Even with the just the NSA stuff coming out. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure all of us had like the crazy uncle or grandpa that said the government was always watching you and they're listening to everything you say, and we just laughed it off and thought they were crazy. Turns out they were actually right. So keep an open mind. Anything's possible. So here's some more detail into uh, their methods for this. So they wanted to infiltrate the groups. Um, they didn't want to just spy on, on the people. They wanted to actually get in the groups, disrupt them, and then um, discredit them as much as possible with the information that they gather. And they also they want you to go in these groups and you become the radical to try to scare off people and to break up the group. Um, they also want to use like psychological warfare. Um, they've got things where they would plant uh, false media stories, print uh, bogus stuff, um, specifically targeting these groups. They would, you know, pretend to be people within would write letters pretending to be other groups calling them out or saying they need to stop or they need to do this. Um, they would set up like fake meet get-togethers and then nobody would show up. Um, just to make the, the whole, let's say you're a new person coming to the group, like, okay, we got this big rally coming up, you show up, nobody's there, you're just like, oh, well, this, this group just, yeah, they're not for real, and then that's it, then the group's done. Um, they also wanted to harass these groups via the legal system, um, where they would just harass the people, um, just, I don't know how to describe it, just... Authorities abusing their power, maybe. Uh, framing people, false arrests, wrongful imprisonment, that kind of stuff, also to intimidate these groups. Um, there's also one where it, it's interesting. It says in this way that they would create investigative interviews and issue grand jury subpoenas to um, these activists and the leaders in order to intimidate them. So... That's interesting. Um, and then there's uh, use of illegal force, so just, again, abusing the, um, the law system, police and FBI, all that stuff, so. And then undermine public opinion, this is probably one of the bigger ones, it's just to just spread fake stuff about the other people. Um, misrepresent what they what they represent um, just, just undermine them in general and they even made okay yeah documentaries were even used to paint certain groups in the bad light um, this article I'm reading specifically states like you know Black Panthers really saw that uh, so I see I don't even know it's true now because Growing up, you know, that's kind of what you had in your mind or you're taught was like the Black Panther Party was more of an aggressive, violent type of group. And now I don't even know if that's true. They could have just had a different opinion than what the government wanted. So I don't even know anymore. Uh, yeah, this... 
I'm sure it started with good intentions, but once they, once they knew they nobody would was catching on, I'm sure they started spreading out their their uh, surveillance net to include any anything anyone that just opposed what they wanted, even if people that they did agree with, they could follow them around and. Um, just make sure they stay on the up and up and that they don't change any of their views according to their own. Um, but yeah, so supposedly 1971 is when it ended. There was a group of people, uh, they were actually activists, broke into the FBI, one of their offices and stole uh, folders and stuff that had information on uh, the counterintelligence program. But most people say it's still happening. It's not It's not part of the official counterintelligence program, but they still use the same tactics to this day. And I guess now is where we can um, speculate about today's time. Um, but yeah, so quick refresher. A counterintelligence program is just to go in break up, discredit, uh, do anything you can to um, get this group to break up or to look bad uh, in the public. So, honestly, I, I see I see this happening a lot in the news and what you see. I, I think this is still being used, but I think the hard part is who is doing it and what is their goal? And I think that's the big mystery. And I don't think it's people are going to say, you know, oh, it's the it's the it's the Donald Trump people that are trying to discredit the other people, or vice versa. The Democrats are trying to um, make Trump look bad. It's uh, I don't think it's that. I think it's a different group altogether that's independent of this, and even polit- even like. Politics in general could be under the effects of this counterintelligence program. Because you've got the left and the right constantly fighting. But what's really going on in the background? I think we're missing the big pictures. So I do see, you know, in this program, one of the big tactics was you would send a couple people in to the protests who acted like they were part of the protest. And then they would start attacking police or being violent and then it just breaks up the whole thing and then it looks like they're just a bunch of violent idiots i see that a lot nowadays i won't say i won't go into any specific groups i just don't want to do that but you do see that and then of course the media has a huge huge presence and that's what most people take um, as they take the news as word for it so if it gets on the media they just have to do one bad article one bad uh, interview or uh, special or something on a group and they can destroy it very quickly and it's and even if they don't destroy it quickly if they can just prevent them from gaining any more momentum that's good enough for them 
that's the main gist of this program. I know it's not, I don't know, it's not as exciting as the government's hiding aliens or something like that. But um, when you really think about it, like this, what they did back in the day, and someone, so like trying to discredit Martin Luther King Jr., um, some say uh, they were actually responsible for um, the assassination of Fred Hampton, who was a, a young Black Panthers leader. They actually say they actually, FBI, killed him, assassinated him. And then uh, um, counterintelligence is accredited to um, being responsible for the murder of Malcolm X as well. So I think it's just the scary part is that the government is willing to kill people um, that simply don't agree with their views. And I don't think that's a good idea. And if this is still happening today, I think we're in big trouble. So I think it's important that we, um, we, we keep this in the back of our mind, the tactics that the FBI used back then, and is it still being used today? So watch for it. Um, and that's why you have to be able to think for yourself. Uh, and I think they went about it the wrong way uh, back in back in the day. Like for example, with like the communist stuff. Instead of trying to cover to cover up communism, to hide it, to blacklist anyone supported with it, uh, assassinate people even that supported it. I don't think that it's fine if. It remains a secret. I'm not saying it's fine, but it's fine to, to them if nobody finds out that this program exists. Once they do, then they'll be like, well, why are you trying to 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 stop this? Why don't you just come out and say it? And I think um, the main focus the government should have been is just, hey, if we don't like communism, this is why we don't like communism, and explain it to the people. The people would appreciate that more instead of just going out and smearing the, the Communist Party people or whatever. Um, I don't think having a, a certain belief or a certain idea is something that uh, should warrant your your arrest or your assassination or your just character assassination too. Just seems ridiculous. So that's the main part I wanted to talk about. Um, I think I'm going to take a look at some things that I see today that could possibly be this. And this is pure speculation. So if you are like easily offended, now's the time to, uh, to uh, say goodbye. So bye to those folks. But if you want to stick around, I, I just I was reading some of these tactics they use and certain instances might pop into my mind. So... Like the big one is the, the, and I'm not condoning or condemning any of these groups or anything, but this is what I'm observing uh, from a neutral ground. So like, I see a lot with the, I think it's Black Lives Matter and, and Antifa. I don't know how much violence they're actually promoting or if it's all counterintelligence stuff. Because there is, like, 
you've got like a Antifa protest, okay, whatever, they're doing their thing, and then somebody comes in and hits somebody in the face with a bike lock, okay. That person could have been, that could have been counterintelligence tactic. Now Antifa looks violent and aggressive. So, so now we don't know. Are they? Like, the, the media would tell you they are, and from what you've seen. But seeing these counterintelligence tactics makes you question it a little bit, right? So I'm not saying it's true or it's not true, but you got to find out for yourself. Uh, maybe go to one of the protests, see what's up, talk to some of the actual people and see. And then you'll know for sure real quick. can't just take people's words for it. So I think the, the media tactic is all over the place. And I, that's just, I think that's just, that's what you do, especially politically nowadays in age, is just to go after the other, just go after your opponents and make them look as bad as possible. I don't think that's specific to counterintelligence. I think that's just, that's just politics nowadays, unfortunately. Um, another one that kind of stood out was, so restrict access to public resources by pressuring organizations to cut off funding or support. So, and again, if you're easily offended, don't listen. But, so like, with the NRA recently, after like the Parkland incidents, um, there was a ton of media stuff. Anti-NRA, right? So, it's my understanding that they're just, they just support the Second Amendment, and they fight to keep those rights, and that's it. But, the media paints them as... Uh, terrorists, they hate children, all this stuff. Okay, that seems like a counterintelligence tactic. And then they kept calling out all the companies to anyone that made donations to the NRA or accepted donations that they should cut ties or else, right? That's that's the tactic right there. So, uh you just got to watch out for that. And then the other one, I think a lot of some of this Trump stuff might be using the same tactic. The media is constantly constantly trying to discredit him, and some of it might be uh, warranted, some of it not, maybe not so much. And then with all of this, like the investigation stuff and all that, like it's got, it's got the left in the tizzy because... It's just, they're just constantly talking about, oh, this person got subpoenaed, this person got, this person's getting interviewed, blah, 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 blah. Nothing's coming of it, right? When they keep swearing that something will come of it. So I think that's a tactic in itself, too. And I'm not saying that it's just the left, because I'm sure if Hillary got in, you'd see the same thing on the other side. That's just what they do. And that's unfortunate. But I think it's important for us to be able to watch these things and say, okay, just give me the information. And you have to you have to block out any of the attempts that they do to try to, to influence you in any way. Cause that's I feel that's that's the main goal of of all of this and counterintelligence for like the citizens like us is to make us view certain groups or people in bad light to push some agenda. And again, I don't know where it's coming from and who's generating it. And like I said, it could be a third party that like, like the Illuminati, 
or something that's trying to pit everyone against each other while they continue to do whatever they do. So if they can dis discredit both sides, then they win. So, but yeah, that's just me ranting about stuff. Long story short, the counterintelligence program goes through these tactics that we talked about to try and break up the groups, discredit the groups, and all that stuff. Um, there's good evidence to suggest they're still doing this, but under a different name. So uh, just 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 be aware of these things. Watch these things. Like from, watch from the sideline. Don't get involved. Just sit on the sideline and observe everything that's going on. Be like, is this could this be a counterintelligence tactic or not? But then there, I'm sure there's counterintelligence, counterintelligence to try and trick you, to double trick you. So you've really got to watch. Um, don't take anyone's word for anything. But yeah, that's all I got. So, you know, do you believe that counterintelligence still exists? Thank you.